0: good evening ladies and gentlemen good evening good afternoon and good morning wherever you're at in the world i am jason your co-host with god and jesus christ at my side because they are the host they are the ones with the most they're at the wheel they are in the captain's chair and therefore they are steering this sh- ship through these crazy waters that we call life so welcome glad to have you all here Welcome to His Hard Line for episode 446, and we're going to be doing a reading out of 1 Peter, chapter 4, with a little bit of commentary. So welcome, glad to have you all here. I do apologize for being gone for a few days. The first day I was gone, obviously, was because of a state meeting that we had, a face-to-face state meeting here for the Michigan General Journal Assembly, and then, uh, of course, then I, you know, being around and being out all day and around a bunch of people, um, you know, I ended up you know, catching, I think, you know, cause I was getting, I was getting over something leading up to the assembly meeting. And then all of a sudden I was feeling better. It seemed like everything was gone. Then I got up the next morning, you know, later on that evening, I should say Saturday evening. And I was like, I started like, like eh. Then next morning I woke up and I felt dead. I was like, Oh my goodness. So, um, I do apologize for that. I am still feeling a little bit clogged up. I'm not really quite as clear as I want to be. I'm going to try to muster through this as the best that I can I might sound a little congested, so forgive me there. Um, there's just too much going on. There's too much going on, and I am tired of sitting aside. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just tired not doing something here, being behind the mic. So if I sound like crap, my apologies. But uh, but let's get into the reading, um, and then we'll get into the other side of, for the next uh, show where we kind of discuss what's kind of going on and uh, kind of, you know, what the remedy is, which I think a lot of you already know what that is, but you know, there's a reason why a lot of this stuff is going on. And, 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 you know, well, we're going to touch on on all of that on the other side of the, on the other side of the conversation. So let's get to uh, brass tacks here, shall we? So we're going to be reading out of uh first Peter chapter four today. I'm going to be reading out of the new American Bible revised edition. Uh, that is my preferred favorite. Um, everybody's got their favorite, of course, you know, so I usually bounce back and forth between that and the NASB. And so this one has, what do we got here? This one has 19 verses, so not terribly long, but it reads. Uh, Now this, so so this is broken up into three little sections, just by the way. So chapters, uh, excuse me, verses one through six has everything to do with Christian restraint. And then when we get into verse seven, we talk about the uh, Christian charity, which that is uh, verse seven through 11. And then we get into the trial of persecution which starts with verse 12 going down and ending with verse 19 so there's three little sections in a short chapter and it starts off by reading therefore since christ suffered in the flesh arm yourselves also with the same attitude for whoever suffers in the flesh has broken with sin so as not to spend what remains of one's life in the flesh on human desires, but on the will of God. For the time has passed is sufficient for doing what the Gentiles like to do, living in debauchery, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and wanton idolatry. They are surprised that you do not plunge into the same swamp uh, profligacy, and they vilify you. But they will give an account to him who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached, even to the dead, that though condemned in the flesh and human estimation, they might live in spirit in the estimation of God. Now, as we get into verse 7 here, it talks about Christian charity. Now, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and sober for prayers, Above all, let your love for one another be intense, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever preaches, let it be with the words of God. Whoever serves, let it be with the strength that God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then as we get into verse 12, it reads, now we're talking about the trial of persecution now. And it reads, Beloved, do not be surprised that a trial by fire is occurring among you as if something strange were happening to you. But rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. But let no one among you be made to suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as an intriguer, but whoever is made to suffer as a Christian should not be ashamed, but glorify God because of the name for it is time for the judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins with us, how will it end for those who fail to obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous one is barely saved, where will the godless and the sinner appear as a result? those who suffer in accord with God's will hand their souls over to a faithful creator as they do good. And that is the whole reading of first Peter chapter four
1: verses one through 19. If you hear uh, gulps of water,
0: that would be me. Forgive me. Cause like I said, I'm having, I still have a very extremely dry throat trying to, but like I said, I'm tired of not being behind the mic here and, getting the word of God out there and kind of talking about what's going on. So if you, uh, like I said, if you happen to hear me taking a sip of water, forgive me and excuse me.
1: All right. So let's dig into what we read. Now, In chapter
0: 4, Peter urges Christians to be fiercely committed to fulfilling the purpose of our lives in Christ. Now, prior chapters made the case that we are a holy people. And we have been rescued from meaningless lives and set apart from the world now in order to be used for God's purpose. Now, since believers have these new eternal lives in Christ, we must begin to start thinking like Jesus, right? Including Jesus's ways of thinking about suffering. Now, Jesus expected persecution along the way to fulfilling his mission on earth. He he knew that was going to be a thing. And Peter is clear that we should expect to suffer as well. Now, in fact, this is part of completing the mission that God has given us. Now we should be ready and willing to suffer for Christ as he did for us. Now in doing so, we will set the course of our lives away from sin, especially the, you know, the mind numbing sins of endless pleasure seeking. The path of submission to Christ and the path of self-serving pleasure go in completely opposite directions. Those who still indulge in drunkenness and partying and idolatry and sex orgies and whatever else, you know, they would never understand nor accept the Christian lifestyle. In fact, they will resent the fact that Christians refuse to participate. Like, it would be so confusing to them. Like, why
1: don't you participate in this? This is so much fun. What are you, a little goody-goody? So, according to peter refusal to do what
0: unbelievers do will certainly result in criticism
1: and condemnation from them ridicule and this is especially true when the believer
0: is someone who's you know who used to commit those very sins but has been changed
1: by christ But Peter offers a warning and encouragement.
0: The end of all things is drawing near and the judge is coming. Now, instead of living for pleasure, we must be very, 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 very careful to stay clear minded and focused, so that we can pray faithfully. Well, what does that mean? That means don't get wasted. Don't get high. Don't get blitzed out of your mind with pills and whatever other drugs are out there. You've got to stay clear minded. Sidebar, why do you think they call hard liquor when you go to a, a, a you know, like a wine and spirit store? Why do you think they call it wine, beer, wine,
1: and spirits? That hard liquor does something to your spirit. What does it do? Well, it diminishes it. Has anybody ever wondered why hard liquor is considered under the
0: name spirits? It's always been something really weird for me, but makes sense it diminishes your spirit. It weakens it. And so it's important that we stay clear minded so we can focus on a strong, faithful prayer life. Well, Jason, what are you talking about? I need to live a life like a monk and always be praying 24 seven. No, it's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if you expect to, you know, Have God listen to you. You better be clear-minded in your prayer because prayer is a very powerful weapon of war. It's no different than going out to the shooting range. Being wasted, it's very irresponsible. Now, we must strain hard to love each other well. We must share and serve and speak to each other with God's gifts, with his words, and with his strength. So again, we should not be surprised when suffering becomes intense. We shouldn't. Instead, we need to look ahead to the moment when Jesus Christ's glory will be revealed to all of the universe. You know, we should see our current suffering as something temporary, which we could still rejoice in. See, our pain in the here and now will contribute to that eternal moment of glory. So instead feeling, you know, instead feeling shame when, you know, we receive insults for being Christians, right? We should receive them as badges of honor
1: that bring glory to God. I know I do. Peter concludes the chapter with a hard idea.
0: And so God may use suffering To judge or discipline his children. But you got to remember, this is not a punishment for the believer's sin. Which has been fully paid for through the death of Christ on the cross. We need to remember that. But rather, this is in order to draw us closer to him. And away from all the destructive things in the
1: world that might draw us in. How should Christians respond to suffering? It's important that we entrust our souls to God and do good works. It really is.
0: This is why it's so important that you hand over your life 100%, surrender to God. God never, <clears throat> excuse me, God never guaranteed us a life of ease. He never said that this
1: life was going to be free of struggle. No. When you look at the life of Jesus, his life was not a life of ease. Especially the very short time that he was here on earth. It's very, very important to
0: realize that. Because you always hear people always ask, well, why does God allow this? Why does God allow that? Why does he allow suffering? Well, that's because this earth was, has been ridden and taken over by demons and Satan and his little minions trying to get us enslaved and get us caught up in their little schemes. Hey, come over here. You'll like it over here. Dip your toe in. It's fine. The water's warm. It's great. You'll love it. Jump on in. And the minute when you're not looking, it'll dunk your head down and drown you to death.
1: Don't be of the world. They got traps everywhere for people like you and I. It is so important
0: that we hold that line, and it's so important that we don't ever cross that line. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so very much for this time. Another day of life and good health. I pray, if I may, for myself for this very second. Just help me clear up my head and my throat and my voice. May it be restored so I can continue to do your work. I really greatly appreciate that. Allow me to get through the next show without struggling to always be drinking a, a sip of water every five seconds. But most importantly, thank you for placing me here on earth for this time at this very moment, to do your work. I really do appreciate it. And uh, we just ask that you continuously guide us on our path. And we ask that you help us forgive those that we might, some of us out here might be struggling to forgive. If we have high levels of anxiety and fear for what's happening in the world, give us the strength and the wisdom to lay our burdens and our stresses and anxieties on you. if there's anybody out there that's dealing with health issues, we pray for healing and for you to deliver a miracle to them. So Father, just guide us. We ask for your forgiveness for things that we commit both knowingly and unknowingly. We strive to be the best version of ourselves each and every day. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we will be back on the other side give me about a couple minutes. I'm going to grab some more water. And um, like I said, forgive me if I sound horrible, (laughs) but um, like I said, I'm, I couldn't bear to be away from the mic another night. I had to get on. So I might be regretting this. So there might be a possibility. I might lose my voice tomorrow. We'll see. So I pray for, you know, I ask for all of is that, you know, my voice and everything can be restored by tomorrow and I don't have to worry about, you know, struggling to get through a show. <laughs> but anyways, um, so we're going to close us out. And for those of you that won't join us on the other side, we will be back here tomorrow uh, for another Bible reading. So, but if you will see us on the other side, we'll see you just in a couple few minutes and God bless and have a good day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And for those of you that'll see me on the other side, we'll be right back. God bless.